if you break down sales and you look at it, money is emotional. It's not just spending it, it's making it. But what happens after a deal closes to the buyer in their mind after they've spent that money? And what kind of emotions do they have? And what happens when things go sideways? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from the North Shore of Oahu today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from Holly Eva Ali'i Beach Park. I'm 30 feet from the water. There's nobody here really today. Yeah, a little bit overcast. Still a perfect day to talk about sales. And on episode number 202, money is emotional. At least for right now, that's the working title. It may change. So uh, I got to tell you a story. Uh, yesterday, I'm in Honolulu and I'm driving my car. And uh, the, the check engine light comes on. I'm like, oh, man, what's going on with this check engine light? So I check the oil. Oil's good. Check the water. Water's good. Mm. What's wrong with my car? What's wrong with my car? So where I was, I was buying lunch. I just happened to be like half a mile from, from the store to get auto parts. And so I go to the store, and I'm standing in line. And there's a dude in there, and he's not mad. He's pissed. He's beyond angry. And he was really upset that he had bought a part. And it had failed. And he's like, you know, the guy who told me to get this part said it was the best one and he lied to me. And I spent a ton of money and I didn't have a ton of money. And like, I was like, boom, that's the target. So uh, I'm going to give you some insights that I have from the world of sales, from being in management and from dealing with upset clients. Okay. So a lot of times when people get upset, it comes down to the amount of money they spent versus the amount of time that they took to make it. And I, I used to have to deal with upset clients all the time. And I got really good at having conversations with you. So here's the money formula again. The money spent versus the time to make it. And one of the things that I figured out is like if somebody starts off a conversation and they're like, you know what, listen up, I'm 70 years old. Like the minute that they say that, the minute they say that, it's a money issue. It's a money issue. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, the minute somebody tells you their age, they're going to start asking for a discount. They're going to tell you how much money they don't make. And so this is why it becomes emotional because money takes time, effort, and energy to make. You also use time, energy, and effort to spend money. So the whole, the whole premise for the guy at the auto parts store was that somebody had lied to him. Somebody had lied to him and they were trying to steal from him and trying to take his money. And, you know, on his end, he was upset. And he wanted to tell the story over and over and over again. I think I heard the same story four or five times while I was there. And so sometimes people will use that as a defense mechanism to get their way. They are just going to complain. They're just going to make noise. Uh, I ended up leaving before seeing resolution, but the manager got involved, and I, they probably figured out something. So when you make money, it takes time, energy, and effort. You're going to hear that a couple of times in this podcast. You're going to hear it multiple times in the podcast. And, and so the reason I bring this up is this is the crux of a lot of issues that you face when you deal with either people with objections or when you're dealing with upset people. Okay, so when I was a heating and air tech, I remember going to this house in like 2007. 
And it was the last call of the day. It was just before Christmas. Last call of the day, just before Christmas, and I was tired. I had been running a lot of calls. You know, been in a lot of attics, a lot of garages, underneath houses, on roofs. It had been a long week. So I, I get out to this house, and one of the control boards was bad, and it's what controlled the thermostats. They had two in their house. So, you know, pretty good with my hands. I look at this job, and I'm like, mm, if I do this in 10 minutes, the homeowner's going to be pissed. So, you know, uh, there was a diagnostic fee, so it was 80 bucks for me to get out there. So I, I get into the attic. I'm going through, and I'm looking at it. I change the zone board, and I kind of hang out for a few minutes. And then I go downstairs. I'm talking to the, to the woman who lives there. I'm like, all right, you know, your board is all fixed. And she knew how much it was before I got started. But she flipped out. She was like, you're telling me that it was 80 bucks to get you out here. And then it was $636 for this part. You were up there for 20 minutes. You took 20 minutes to fix my system. You took 20 minutes to fix everything. And it's going to cost me $720. She was rounding up. And I essentially said yes. So what opened my eyes was her next sentence. She says, it takes me a week and a half to make 720 bucks. And you just came in here and took a week's worth of my work or a week's worth of my pay in 20 minutes. And that was a profound moment in my life. That was a profound moment in my sales career because it really shed light on how people think and make their decisions and that money is 100% emotional because people have time, energy, and effort wrapped up into what they're doing, which is partially the formula for rejection. So you may hear this saying that people buy on emotion and justify with logic. There's an emotional feel to spending money, good, bad, or indifferent. There's an emotional feel to winning when somebody feels like they got a good deal, whatever that is in their mind, or when they lose and when they lost a good deal. There's a lot of times where people have regret. They have regret after a deal because they didn't feel like they got enough of it. They're enough of the salesperson or enough of the money. It was interesting. I went I went to a body language class in New Jersey. I, I want to say 2008, 2009. And I was talking to this guy. And uh, he, he would buy companies in bankruptcy. And from, from every way that I could tell, he had money and he had wealth. Could be fake. Could be internet money. Who knows? But he said something that was pretty interesting to me that has everything to do with emotion and logic. He said, look, if I'm going to go buy a truck, I'm going to go to the, the dealership and I'm going to negotiate what I think is the absolute best price. And he says, I drive salespeople nuts. And then he says, once I think that I've, I've gotten the best price, then I hand over a Visa or an American Express or a MasterCard. And if the salesperson doesn't freak out, then I know that there was money left in that deal and I didn't get the best deal that I could. So we went down the path because this was so close to the time of me dealing with selling a part for 720 bucks. And I had this whole conversation with this entrepreneur about how he felt about money. And for him, his whole life was wrapped up in winning. He had to win. He had to beat people down. And so sometimes the people that you meet with in the world of sales are this guy. It could be a woman too, that they have to win. They have to beat people down. But then he said something interesting too. He said that sometimes after he makes a deal, He'll go back and complain about price because he felt like he didn't get a good enough deal. And I guarantee you, you're in sales long enough, you're going to deal with this at some point. You make a deal, you make it happen, someone's going to have regrets that, that it's not going to work, that it's not going to be that big of a, of a uh, it, that it is going to be a big issue for them, and they're going to be pissed. 
Some people are going to put more weight on it. Uh, I'm going to put greedy people in this category. There are some definite greedy people that you meet with. So it's your job as a salesperson to understand these concepts, not just for the purchase, but also for the objections and the problem faced after a deal. Because sometimes you don't find this out until after a deal is done. You know, I, I can think back of a couple of deals where things went sideways on jobs that I had sold or products that I had sold. And people would tell me afterwards, they're like, I spent my life savings to get this done. And I'm upset that it didn't go right. So let that sink in. Once again, it's this whole concept of time, energy, and effort come in. Because somebody had to put in the time, the energy, and the effort to make money. So those are the underpinnings of the feelings behind it. So there is a feeling to a sales presentation. I've sat through enough sales and presentations to know this. And sometimes you like you meet with a buyer and you hit it off and everything's fantastic and you're, you're wonderful and you know that they're going to buy from you. You know that there's not going to be an objection at the end and you know it's going to happen. So you still do everything you're supposed to do when you ask for the sale. Yay, you, you win. And then sometimes you know within the first three minutes of the deal that they either lost it because they don't like you or you either lost it because you don't like them. And so when I say that there's, a, there's an emotional field of money, I have been in the seat where I'm like, I don't care how much the commission is. I don't want to deal with this person because I don't want to deal with the emotions after the deal. And being somebody who's been thrown out of a lot of sales calls in my lifetime, I have made a lot of people angry. There was one point that I had been thrown out of more deals than anybody that I knew combined in one year. It was because, and, and I'm not bragging about that, I sucked at sales. I didn't have somebody to work with. I didn't have somebody to teach me. So I got in a lot of trouble because I, I would just push boundaries. I had to try to figure it out on my own. I didn't I didn't have a good coach. I didn't have a good mentor. We're going to go back in time. <laughs> Here comes people walk uh, naked both ways uphill in the snow naked to school. That's this conversation. I didn't have people that could help me figure out what needed to be do, done or how to do it. So, you know, there there is an emotional feel to a sales process. You meet with somebody, you get frustrated because you're like, now that I'm wasting my time, I'm losing money. Right. So like you go through this, too. As a salesperson, it's not it's not just the buyer. It's you as well, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, you go through you go through all those feelings and all those emotions just like anybody else. I'm wasting my time, my energy, and my effort. I could be with somebody else who's going to make a purchase or I'm putting in all this time, this energy and this effort for a skinny deal. So money not only being made as emotional, but also spending is emotional as well. It goes it goes both ways. It goes both ways. So when you, when you make a sale and when you talk with a buyer, there is 100% problems that the buyer could face. And there's risk in making a mistake. There is a lot of risk in making a mistake or there's a little bit of risk. And it's going to depend upon the money, the money. So how much time, energy, and effort did it take for them to make that money? How big is the purchase? So, you know, I think of something. I bought some headphones last week. I think they were 20 bucks. And they were on clearance, and I just wanted an extra set of headphones in my car because of my hearing problem. And I plugged them in, and they didn't work. Yeah. They were $60 headphones. I bought them for 20 bucks. I never went and took them back to the store. I, I should have. I just didn't have time. I had a lot of travel coming up. I've been all over the place lately. Had a trip planned. I, I was in Austin, Texas. I was in San Diego. I was in Los Angeles. Back out in Hawaii. Like, things going on in my life. Was I upset? I was annoyed. These stupid headphones don't work. So like you go through ranges of emotion. So let me let me name let me name some of them off. There's irritated. There's upset. There's angry. There's humiliated. There's being judged, which is kind of like a guilt. There's kind of a guilt trip to it. There's that feel. 
And then like on the, on the end of that spectrum, if you're per making a purchase for a company, for an organization, there's repercussions if you make a bad decision. There's risk. There's risk involved. You could be passed over for a promotion or you could be, even be fired. So I want to share with you some mistakes that I made uh, in, in my sales process early on. I thought that talking about emotions was cheesy and manipulative. You know, uh, I had a lot of bad ideas about sales because I didn't have training. I didn't have coaching and it was, I had to go by like what my gut told me. That's why I got in a lot of trouble. And so the more that I was around sales and the more that I would see people and closers talk about stuff, they, they would ask, you know, how does that make you feel or how would that make you feel? And I recognized that the, the better the salespeople were, were the ones that talked about emotion. They were the ones that were able to put it on the table. Now, as people were learning and as I was learning, I used it too much. I, I asked that, well, how, that, how would that make you feel or how does that make you feel? I asked it too many times. So there, there is a amount of times that you can use this. And, you know, sometimes people will say, Scott, my personnel allows me to do it all the time, every time. Great. On a Wednesday and a full moon, somebody stubbed their toe and they could use it all day, every day. I'm saying for the vast majority of salespeople, the more that you ask these, how does that make you feel or how would that make you feel questions too much, it creates a problem for you because I've seen it. I've seen it live in sales presentations, not with me selling, but watching other salespeople. So like your buyer gets creeped out. They like, you're emotionally manipulating me. I literally was on a sales call where the lady told the sales guy, I don't like being emotionally manipulated. And I feel like at this point, you're emotionally manipulating me because I got to tell you, he was. So here's some things that you can do to lock in emotions in the sales process. You can ask the people for their feelings and what they feel about it. How would you feel if this happened? Right. And, and the, the vocal pitch and tone really do matter here. Like you have to have some empathy. If it feels like it's rote, like you just, you can do it anytime, anywhere, sitting on the beach, you know, at the bar, it's going to cause some problems. You have to put, you have to match the feelings and emotions. And when, when somebody does give you a feeling, you can, you can use anchoring. So Tom Vizzini uh, has this website, persuasion-codes.com, and he teaches anchoring. It's how you can lock in feelings and emotions. And this is really cool because I sold a contract for like $620,000 or $670,000 in two minutes using anchoring. It, it was freaking amazing. So you can use emotions to explain how a buyer is going to feel if they go the wrong way. And this could be explicit or a hint. It doesn't, you don't have to be absolutely overt about it. You don't have to come out like, hey, you are going to be 100% angry if you don't do it this way. Eh, that's too explicit. It's not going to feel right. You can hint at it like, hey, you know, for the people that I've seen make a mistake, they were pretty angry when they, they went the wrong way. I just don't want you to have that happen. It could be a story, which kind of is what I just did. It could be a testimonial. Now, the cool thing that you can learn from copywriters is copywriters match testimonials to objections. So if you could use an emotional testimonial to a objection that you face, it does help you out. You can explain the outcome that the buyer is going to have with emotions. So you can use emotional words to set the expectations. But here's the thing, a pinch, not a punch. You could you can use this too much. So you could use them in a few places and you're going to want to mirror what the buyer says when you ask emotional questions. So if I say like, "Hey, Mr. Buyer on the podcast that's listening, how would that make you feel?" And you say, "I would be upset." Well, then that's the word that I'm going to mirror. I'm going to use the word upset because angry is a different version. I'm trying to match them. So like if you check out neuro-linguistic programming, they're going to talk about matching and mirroring and pacing. This is a verbal use of mirroring. And yes, you could 
yes, somebody somebody out there could probably use angry and get away with it. I'm just, if you've never done this before, match the words to what people say. So uh, a mismatch of using words may not work to your favor. They upset, they say upset, you say angry, that's a mismatch. So use that for an, another example in the sales process. You can say that I have met with people who are angry after making the wrong decisions because of this reason. I wouldn't say upset. I would put the I would peg the emotion further. I would take whatever emotion they said upset and like that's not big enough. I'm going to amplify it. I'm going to make it angry. You can use certainty. I'm certain you're going to be happy with this. I'm certain you're going to like it. The confidence there's you know there is an emotional field of confidence. There's emotions wrapped behind a good sales presentation. You can use priming. Priming is a cool thing. You could use numbers, letters, words, emotions, pictures. There's a million different ways to prime. Priming is one of the coolest things that you could do. You could you could use images of people smiling in your presentation. Not too many, but like on the final outcome, people smiling is a good thing. People smiling is a fantastic thing. You can use a testimonial where someone didn't think the product, service, or idea would work. It's like you think through all these things that you can do to use emotions in the outcome. Some of this could be color-based. So like uh, fast food restaurants will base colors uh, so that people eat faster or that they eat slower or that they spend more money. You could just go online and look up all the studies. So there's lots of different ways that you can make these things work. So just remember, you ask too much about emotions and you push that button too much, you may get pushed back. So here's some things that you can do when the sales go sideways. Because money is emotional. And it's going to come down to sometimes you're dealing with objections at the end of a sales call. And sometimes you're dealing with complaints after the, the deal is closed, the job is sold, the product is delivered. You want to contact the person immediately. The sooner the better. And so here's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes you have to go back and you have to do some research and figure out who they are, what they bought, when it was delivered, when it was installed, you know, what kind of warranty that they had. And, and figure out the soonest possible time that you can contact the person. Next, you want to listen to what they have to say. Now, they may repeat themselves a few times. Earlier in this presentation, podcast, story, event, whatever you want to call it, uh, I had shared the example of the guy at the auto parts store that told the same story four or five times. It was emotional. Money is emotional. And the more that somebody has on the line, the more they're going to tell you the story, or the more times that they tell you the story, the more of a discount that they want. Just to be aware of that and remember that people who are elderly are going to start with their age and tell you, this is how old I am, which means it's a money issue, okay? You can agree with them. Depending upon your personality, I tend to agree with people when they're upset. I, I totally get it. You should be mad. You should be angry. You should be upset. Now, there's a cool thing that you can learn from Chris Voss that he tells you. Tell the story. Repeat the story. And don't leave out any of the juicy details. Repeat the whole story so that you can get the person to say that's right. You can ask them what they want to solve the problem and let them go first. Sometimes it's just them venting. And sometimes it's the money or sometimes it's a combination of both of them. But like, at the end of the day, you have to remember money is emotional. And part of that is that either spending it, making it, losing it, or saving it is an emotion too. And so I'm going to challenge you as you, in your own personal life when you make decisions because people sell how they buy. Start thinking about the emotions that you have. Start thinking about how, how you interact and what you do and the reasons why you get mad. And you're going to find that sometimes your anger isn't about the event that happened. It's about the money that you spent. It's about the issues that you had. It's the problems that you faced. It's the struggles that came after the sale that happened. And a lot of times the mis misinformation, like I thought I heard this, is going to, going to come up more often than you think. Sometimes this comes down to expectations. You know, when you meet with a buyer, you can tell them what to expect. Like this is what you're going to face. 
these are common problems, common issues that you have. And if it happens, it's normal. Tell them what is normal. And if it, something abnormal happens, hey, look, get a hold of me instead of sleeping on it. Get a hold of me instead of, of waiting. Or get a hold of the staff. Or get a hold of the support line. Whatever version of it that you have. And if you explain to them, you know, here's what you do if this happens. Here's, here is the, the route that you take. Instead of waiting, instead of getting upset, this is how we do it. And then last off, do not sell perfection. So I, when I managed a sales team, there was two types of salespeople that I really struggled with. The type of person who sold on warranties and guarantees that overhyped the warranties and guarantees. And then the person who sold perfection because they set an expectation that was unobtainable. They, they sold with certainty and told people, here's what's going to happen, 100% certainty. There's not ever, ever, ever going to be a problem. We're a perfect company, which ain't, isn't true. And so they had so much confidence in that conversation that they sold too much certainty, and they pushed too far. And so when I would talk to people who were upset when they were angry, they had reason to be angry. They had reason to be upset. They, had, they legitimately had problems. And then because money is emotional, their complaint happened. So here's the thing. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some framework of some upset issues that I found. That if you deal with a $10 problem today, it's a $10 problem. But if you wait till tomorrow, it's $100. If you wait till next week, it's $1,000. If you wait until a month after, it's $10,000. It's how people think. Because in a complaint, now they've thought about complaints. Now they put time, energy, and effort into the complaint, and it multiplies the money problem. If you can wrap your head around that, you can wrap your head around closing a lot more deals. Everything relates to time, effort, energy when it comes to money. Whether somebody's happy, whether somebody's upset, whether somebody's complaining, whether you need to fix or solve a problem, it's that time, ver- time, energy, effort compared to what they spent that really makes all the difference. I Almost every time I see somebody complaining, I play a game in my mind. I'm like, okay, were the expectations set improperly? Do the does does the person is the person angry because of how much money they spent? You know, it what <laughs> perfect example. I'm out here on Oahu. It is so expensive to come out here sometimes. Uh, like I'm fortunate, I have family here. I've got a, a room. I've got a car. It literally cost me an airplane ticket and whatever I'm going to spend on food. But I I will go to a restaurant. I will go to a restaurant, and at that restaurant, you will see people get pissed because. It's like, I don't know, whatever your city is, if it's $10 a, a, a meal for food, it's probably going to be 20 here in Hawaii because it's about $18 a serving for food. If you're going to go to a hotel, count that to like 35 And if you've got a whole bunch of kids and a whole bunch of family, like 135 times 5 plus a tip, you're talking like 150 to $180 a meal. So just like in food, if you're going to like, all right, I'm going to go fly to Hawaii, it's like three to $500 for a ticket depending upon the year. Uh, busy season's like seven hundred dollars. So family of five, that's thirty five hundred bucks. Hotel, five seven nights, five to seven nights, another thirty five hundred dollars, and then it's like another I don't know, twenty five hundred dollars in food, thirty five hundred dollars in food, forty five hundred dollars in food. Like these are things that get people upset. They're like, oh my goodness, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I've always wanted to spend some time there, but look how much time, energy, and effort it makes me. It takes for me to make that money to go on that trip. It comes back to time, energy, and effort. Money's emotional, spending's emotional, buying's emotional. You do sell how you buy. And if you understand these concepts, it'll make it a whole lot easier for you to close deals. It will also make you a whole lot easier for you to help upset people when they get mad at something they do buy.
Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo. Mahalo.